This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's the morning DNA. I'm Aaron Dice, the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're I'm here already to find distracted. Out what uh, July 11th, 2022 is made of. My internet was just choking for a second there. Apologies. Uh, hopefully it's it's better now. My board was just tweaking and I can't hear myself in my earphones. It's giving me like a, a weirdness because I'm like, okay. I. I don't even know if you can hear me, but apparently you can because you laughed, which is a good sign. Hi, everyone. Oh, yes, yes. I, can, I can definitely hear you. I apologize that you can't hear yourself. That is annoying. It's strange. It feels like I'm in like a little bit of a tunnel right now. You know, why, I can hear you, but not. Why else do we do this but to hear our own voices, really? I mean, <laughs> what, is, what else? What else is the purpose of right. this? When the show was uh, conceptualized, it was like, we just want to hear more of ourselves. Right. Yes. Yes. So how many more know. things can we do that just amplifies ourselves? Yeah, I don't know what the world needs, but uh, I just need to hear my voice more. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's do more. Uh, more That's exactly that. how it works. Thank you, Doc, for cheering us on this morning with your with your Twitch biddies. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Slabs hanging out with us. Doc's hanging out with us. Catastrophe. Lucas uh, and eights. Michael and Medina. Lucas, yeah, good to see everybody. Hang out with now, everybody. I don't know. Should we should we go ahead and answer this question now, or is this a you sure. question from Medina? What type of internet do you have, Aaron? How funny would it be if we actually did save that for one of our you questions at the end? As if that's a really delightful conversation to have. Right. Right. Yes. Let's just talk about our IPs, <laughs> our internet providers. Yes. Um, yes. I am currently with AT and T. Used to be you. Hi, don't connect. Good morning. Sorry. Uh, and I don't think they call it that anymore. I think they just 
call it whatever AT&T internet is. They call it, but you'll take it because it's the only thing it's available. It's the only thing available. However, they are in the process of installing fiber in my community. Uh, it appears to have been installed on my street. However, I don't know that they've flipped the switch. Um, I keep checking online and it still says that nothing above what I'm doing is available. Once that is available, uh, I should have no more internet speed problems. However, connectivity is a completely different animal, and that is up to the provider to provide good connectivity. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, they they aren't technically the only Sorry. option, but they're the only decent option uh, in our area. So so yeah. Yeah, I was actually just doing a really fast Google search to see if. So, so we live in this, um, like suburb of the, like in Southwest Missouri, there's this larger uh, city called Springfield and we live in like a suburb kind of area of Springfield. And it's like a, it's got the small town vibe going for it where it's mm -hmm. been around for a long time. And if you go onto like forums, like on Facebook or something, there's just all these groups where it's like town gossip, but it's on Facebook, which makes sense that it's a thing. I don't have Facebook, so I'm not the one in our family unit that goes and, and reads this information. But anyways, one day, uh, Justin was digging around and he says that he read something on those gossip forums that said that a hundred years, Republic signed a hundred year contract with AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> and that we have like agreed that they're our number one provider for an X yeah. amount of time and it won't like it, that contract isn't up yet. And I was like, can that, is that, do we, can people, what is that possible? Is that, is that sure something that can is. happen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can agree to all sorts of stuff. Um, I, I assume, hope that's not true. Well, I uh, listen, there may be another side to this, right? I assume there's a side to this, depending on how smart the people who put this contract together were, where like you have to continue advancing you know, your product or it's null and void. And so that may be kind of the upgrades we're getting may be in relation to keeping that contract going. This of course is all secondhand uh, apocryphal uh, information <laughs> that we're dealing with, but I, uh, I but, don't yeah. know if it's legal or not. I I'm confused by it, but, but we do have a situation where there are other internet providers. They're not in our town. So I'm like, is that, is that true? Now I do. I also heard if we're talking about small town rumors for a moment, <laughs> Let's just do a whole show. Let's just do a whole show of our tiny town rumors that are going on. I think we're getting a Whataburger. <laughs> um, in the previous town I lived in, which is like an additional 50 miles from here, and it's a teeny mm -hmm. tiny little town. Um, this one I would be inclined to believe uh, that there was an argument between the mayor of the town and the the man who originally owned Walmart before he passed away. And they like did not get along at all. And so the mayor essentially said, there will never be a Walmart in this town ever. And that was like this whole thing. Cause like mm -hmm. they wouldn't let Mr. Walton move into town. It was this whole big ordeal. So Walton passes away. All this time has passed. And there's, there's still only one grocery store in this town and they will not let Walmart move in. And I'm like, that has to be true. Right? Like there is some old bitter blood going on. Could be. And then one day we like had lived in this town for a year. Rumor had it that Walmart was coming to town and you would have thought it was the apocalypse. It was everywhere. People were talking mm -hmm. about it. I would go over to this place and they're just like, chitter, chitter, chitter. Walmart's coming. Can you believe Walmart's coming? I was like, oh my God, what is happening right now? Ah, interesting stuff.
You get to hear yeah. interesting stuff. Aaron got to experience the rumor mill at my public pool at my neighborhood pool yesterday. Yeah, we came, yeah, we came over in and used your pool uh, completely uh, legally, of course. Um, and... Legally or illegally? <laughs> you kind of said that a little bit ambiguously. Of course, legally. <laughs> legally, you know, <laughs> legally. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, we went over and used your uh, your HOA pool that your HOA mm -hmm. fees pay for, and um, and yeah, it was interesting. All the adults were in the corner of the pool. Their kids were you know playing and throwing uh, balls around. But yeah, it was it was interesting because every single family that came to the pool while we were there, the, as they were walking in, this group of adults would be like, oh, here's the such and such. Did you hear that such and such? And so it's like, what is I going mean, on? It so, wasn't terrible stuff. Uh, like, it wasn't like they were being, like, uh, like, mean. It was just like, oh, now we talk about them before they get here. So if I had a fear of moving to this neighborhood, Mm -hmm. that's a big one for me because yeah. I'm having flashbacks to high school and I right. don't know how many Do we stories. ever change? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how many stories chat remembers or podcasters remember, but I had a very traumatic uh, experience in school and I just don't tolerate it anymore. So like, I I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to conform to the whole like, hey, we're having a neighborhood potluck you know, Danae, what are you going to make? And I'd be like, mm -hmm. I just won't go. And then I'm the outcast strange one. But then like the pool, the I don't go to the pool. Um, I don't, I don't know. Not guys. a pool person. Danae's not, not a pool person. I don't know. I, I don't absorb the sun very well. Don't know if you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it makes me nervous because the, the long-term people who have been in this neighborhood since it's, since it was built like 20, 30 years ago are, you know, They've they've been around for a while, and there's like there's like the ter territorial aspects of it too. But I'm mm -hmm. I'm the I'm the um, I think if they were to label me and to gossip about me, it would be that Danae is the uh the wife you never see. I'm I am the person you never see. Justin is always the one over at the pool with Iris or out mm -hmm. and about with Iris. Like I'm just nowhere to be seen. I am in here. I am in my happy little space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that like opens the door and gets the stuff off the porch and like closes the door mm -hmm. and disappears quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what they would, I don't know what they'd say about me, but it'd be like, we never see her. Is she real? Yeah. Rumor has it that there's another person that lives there. Is that true? <laughs> uh, the other big com piece of conversation were like kids baseball leagues and like, you know, just the coaches and, what were oh, they yeah. doing and you know all that kind of stuff how dare they yeah man parents like to get involved it's true well it's i mean true. that's good to get involved in your children's lives but eh. it's also good to talk about <laughs> things that you're like curious about as long as it doesn't go over into have you heard about darla i heard darla is not wearing versace anymore like as long as we're not going into that area mm -hmm. because i will burn it to the ground i mm -hmm. I am not going to be a popular mom in this neighborhood, and that's that's just <laughs> uh -huh. something I'm going to have to accept. Yeah, you should just, just move some, somewhere where nobody cares, <laughs> like my neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> nobody right? ever interacts or cares Oof. or anything. Yeah. I do remember when we first we first moved in. Um, we have a backyard that uh like butts up against like a hundred of the people's backyard. Oh, actually, not let's let's be one too. There's like seven backyards I can see from my backyard, and so. We're not used to that, but that's okay. We're fine. It's fine. 
and we have to interact well we choose to interact with our neighbor because they help to rescue our dog our dog both of our dogs sure. broke free on a walk mm -hmm. and were running around and our neighbors um helped to find the one that was missing one came back home immediately the other tried to come back home and got lost on the way and he and his son and like the there's several people riding around on bikes it was this whole like it was a cool feeling we we're brand new to the neighborhood and everyone kind of jumped in to help us find our dog so we went and got gift certificates for the local pizza place and wanted to give them to the neighbors and i'll never forget that day of uh, I could hear them in the backyard. And so I was like, let's go give them the gift certificate. So we go over to the fence line and pop over like, hey, neighbors, uh, can you come talk to us? And they just sort of like, <laughs> like sketchily, like mm -hmm. what is going on right now? And they come over and then we just get to like this little over the fence chitty chat. Mm -hmm. Give them the gift certificate quickly so that they know what's going on. And then at some point in that conversation before we politely break away, they drop this like subtle hint that in this neighborhood, um, we're all close, but we pretty much just keep to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, please don't, please don't invade our fence line. <laughs> like, Stay away. We are glad you're here, but we mm -hmm. don't want to have this sort of neighborly chat over the fence every day. Just don't, don't make this our thing. Um, mm -hmm. which, it's fine. I, I know how to I know how to do that. I know how to just not talk to people. I yeah. can do that. Well, I Watch. didn't feel anybody was unfriendly. That's um, good. That's and good. they even were trying to keep their children from splashing us. And we said, we realize we are in a <laughs> pool. It's okay if we get yeah. splashed. Like it's all right. I felt like it was like, please, please keep the the poor adults who don't have children here safe. And I'm like, no, we we know it's how fine. it is. We're yeah. good. We're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, anyhow, this has been what was what was the comment that I just put up a moment ago? Uh, Doc uh, Doc Trancy on Twitch said, "Small town rumors, the podcast." Mm -hmm. Somebody I else bet called it uh, "Only Rumors in the the Neighborhood" uh, as a play <laughs> on "Only Murders in the Building." You know what? There's probably several podcasts that just cover old town stories or like small town stories. There has to be. There's got to be yeah. so many. Do you know how popular or unpopular? but at least have like notoriety. Like, do you know how, how big we would be if we did a Republic podcast? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you understand, do you even understand? What do you mean? Like, like if we just talked about just our little city, just the whole, like it was just you, the whole podcast. Are you podcast. joking? No, I'm serious. Like, like people you think would so? love, oh, 100%. Small town podcasts would be, you'd have to, I mean, you'd have to market it, but that's easy, right? You just go to the, you know, to the city council and you just, you just say this is the official hold you on, hold on. You, you go to the city council and you're like <laughs> we want to talk about all of our personal stuff publicly we want we want to allow no, the public it's all under to the exploit. guise of like news and information but then we just you know we just dish we just it's dish like on the entire city under the guise of we just leave that out of the pitch leave the under the what's guise the of what's the population of our our, our little town I'll, I'll check like 12 12,000 Something like that. I don't know. We'd have twelve thousand listeners. Sixteen thousand five hundred seventy-one. Listeners. Right there. Sixteen thousand five hundred seventy-one oh, yeah. listeners. Oh sure. Right uh -huh. there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they would all be very excited to listen to us. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. 
You know what's crazy though about podcasting in general is mm-hmm. that it is easier to track than radio. Like when we were in radio, we we're yeah, like, okay, sure. so we have sixteen thousand people that could listen on our morning show, but figuring out how many of them actually do listen is so insanely difficult. Like it's mm-hmm. so hard to figure out how you can prove that they're listening to your show. Mm-hmm. And there's all these ways that they, you know, they do that, um, which we won't go into. Mm-hmm because we probably need to start our show at some point. But um, anyway, we could, call it, it, we could call it uh RPBS Republic broadcasting <laughs> system. Our, our PBS. Yes. But it's our PBS. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pub- public brought Republic broadcasting. I like uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <sighs> um, 16,000 listeners just like that. It would have overnight, just 16 K. You know what? <laughs> I wish it worked that way. Right, right. You know, it's like it's like saying, hey, there's a like if let's say we started a podcast on Doctor Who and you're like, there's mm-hmm. this many fans of Doctor Who on Twitter and they and all Instagram, will listen. and they will all <laughs> listen. Every one of them will listen. <laughs> we know that Steven listening right now on YouTube, mm-hmm. he says that he would listen. So that's Thank one. Thank you, Steven. See, we've got one. <laughs> 15,999 more to go. Talk ads supported by listeners like you supported right. by republic residents like you <laughs> come oh to my our gosh. meetup <laughs> at the local yeah. andes oh my god we're gonna be we'll broadcasting we'll be broadcasting live, live. <laughs> i'm telling you there i like i'm kind of joking but there there is something interesting about like the idea that podcasting takes back what radio used to do you know which is kind of really be like local, local focused local. Yeah. yeah 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 the question is, is that anyone actually local focused anymore? That is the question, but it feels like I small think towns the like this, they no. kind of are. I don't know. Maybe I'm well, wrong. The news about uh, the news about what, okay, uh, what businesses, I should say, are moving into this area sure. are like the hottest topic. Right. There is There are people in the forums of this little town that we live in mm-hmm. that as soon as someone files a business license, they're like posting about it. Mm-hmm. They're like just scrolling through those public documents. And as soon as one is interesting, like an Andes or anything that's coming into town that's like food related, that is the hot topic. Everything else, I don't think anyone would care about, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it would be like helping to find local animals. Like, hey, we are at mm-hmm. the Andes and we've now learned that there are 17 dogs that need homes. Like, I think it would turn into that sort of a thing or mm-hmm. um, yeah. little Tommy's trying to raise money for his, <laughs> for his shoes for, but for baseball practice. But have you heard what his coach did? But have you heard? A rumor has it. And then the coach is like friends with 50% of the community and there goes half our listeners right no, there no, no. because we made There Tom- come half our listeners. <laughs> I'm telling you, no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh very nice. Um let's see. Uh Castro, we're not frozen on this end, so hopefully you've got it back. Yeah, and some people were responding that it, it wasn't uh wasn't frozen for them too. Another uh, everything pod with Republic Mo is another Sure, sure that could could be one. Yeah. We could call it potty talk. <laughs> <laughs> well that's but that's just a, a general podcast. That is a great name for a show. If that doesn't exist, I'm gonna be so mad. Danae, that was like our like our whole thing. Like when we started was pod comparing to potty. Oh yeah, you remember it, like we used yeah, to do the, uh-huh. the potty mm-hmm. thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it definitely already exists. Potty talk. That's yeah. just too smart to not have existed. It just took me a while to remember to realize that that was a good idea. 
<laughs> it's fine. I'm behind. Uh, you ready, Shudo? You want yeah, Shudo? I'm ready. I'm all right uh we will do it then uh we're gonna do the dna and you so there will be a d topic an a topic and as many u topics as we can get to uh you can throw those at us at any point uh that can be a topic you want us to talk about a question you have for us um advice you want whatever you have just make sure you put a u at the beginning of your comment so that we can save it for later um, but we kick it off with uh, the DNA topic. What is well, the D topic right, today? That's right. Yeah. Uh, my topic today is uh, is based on an, uh, something that I'm doing right now that is very difficult. I wanted to check in with you guys and see how do you purge? Like how often do you purge? Now, obviously, purge is a pretty broad topic. Mm -hmm. I'm specifically talking about the contacts on your phone for me personally. But purging out things in your life is obviously a cycle of you know cleansing and starting over and refreshing and resetting and just you know there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation there about the healthiness of kind of letting things go or whatever mm -hmm. um but anyhow i realized that i have not purged contacts from my phone in 20 years yeah that's a long time <laughs> i have this conversation with myself all the time uh and here's where i've landed i should say i used to have this conversation with myself but then i landed I see no reason. I can find no reason to purge my contacts on okay. my phone. Oh, that's where I'm landing. It is so hard for me. There are some people that I genuinely do not want to talk to that are in my phone. And but I'm that's like, okay. It's just but information. I'm keep them in my phone. So if they call, I know who they are. If right. I purge their contact information and they call, I might actually answer. But then at the same time, it's like, I also don't like seeing their name. It's like, I want that to would not be the see only their reason. name, you know? That would be the only reason. If there's real pain and trauma with knowing someone exists, which that's maybe there are other things to get healthy to deal with that and process through. But if that is true, then yes, I can understand not wanting to see someone's name. Yeah. That's the only there's real a... reason I can think to purge information like that because it's just information. You don't ever have to really deal with it. Yeah, the other part that I hit into, and I'm really curious how, like, I, I feel like sometimes I'm just a little bit nutty, Looney Tunes person, but I, I'm like, okay, but I haven't called this person in let's say 10 years. Let's say it's been a decade since I've even talked to someone. I don't even know if their phone number is still their phone number or their email is still their email. So in order to find that information out, which is the next level of purging, like this is also not useful because it's not even accurate. But the only way to test its accuracy is it's to tried. engage with the information, right. which in this case is contacting someone. And then my brain goes to, well, I might as well just spend the afternoon just sending out a whole bunch of emails, but then here comes the potential flood back and then I have to manage that. And it's just like, I get super overwhelmed. And so then I just am like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I put my phone down and I know that there's probably, I mean, this is, this is probably permeating through other parts of my life and there's deep psychology going on. You guys probably read into my psyche right now with how I deal with stuff. But specifically when it comes to contacts, like you're saying, Aaron, there is this, just this information element to it, but it's insane how much is tied to it. There's so much like there's memory. I'll open my phone and be like, oh, I haven't talked to, uh, you know, Anna in so long. Gosh, I hope she's doing okay. Should I reach out to her? Like there's, it's nonstop for every single piece of information that's yeah. just stored I, in this device. It's insane I guess I'm never to me. in my contacts like that. You know what I mean? Like if I need to yeah. call somebody, which by the way, that's more and more a rarity that I would call. But if I need to text someone or call someone, 
I just search for their name if they're not in my, you know, yeah. recently used. So I, it's not like information that I see a lot uh, for me. So for me, the other day, I was trying to remember someone's name and I see their face. I see their my memories with them. I, I, I have a question for them. I cannot remember their name. Now, part of this is just maybe I don't use my brain as much as I should. <laughs> part of it could be that when I became a mom, my brain stopped working the way that it used to. Uh, combination of all of the above, not sure, but I couldn't remember her name. So my idea was, I'm just gonna open my contacts list and start scrolling and reading these names and maybe one of it will pop. Well, turns out her name is Megan. I barely made it through the seas because there are so many yeah, things. And I, yeah. I, got, I got through like all of it and I'm like, I am overwhelmed with memories and people that I haven't thought of in a long time. And now I'm entering the strange nostalgic space and I don't know how to engage with what's going on in my brain. And it, just, it, it fired a lot of emotion and, and things like this, obviously. But then I was like, why do I have, why do I have so many people like, radio days stuff uh like my first phone i'm sure there's contacts in here for my very first phone that have just lingered this mm -hmm. entire time that are truly meaningless it's it's like a yearbook right from school where you're just kind of scrolling through like all of these people um anyway i just thought i'd bring this topic up because i'm really wondering if i just there are moments in life when you just want to just like wipe it all and start over again and my contact list just might have to be one of those where i'm just launching it out and go, well, just acquire new ones from here forward. And if I'm truly missing someone, I probably know someone who knows that person and can start the bunny train of trying to find the bunny trail of trying to find them. So, yeah, Whew. it's, it's interesting. I, uh, I just, you know, email addresses, phone mm -hmm. numbers, all that kind of stuff is just information. That's just like, well, I mean, who knows what, you know, what's the downside to keeping it? And, um, yeah. The I, downside I, for me is the scroll. The, uh -huh, do you know how long it was going to take me to get to the M's, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go to the side right and, and drag down the letters of the alphabet. If I remembered her name. <laughs> oh, you, you know? didn't. I, I didn't see. in that case. I yeah. I like this yeah. message from Chris Batkinson who, that says, you can change their name and your contacts to something like Red Alert, Abort, or Abandoned Ship for yes. people that you don't want to see. <laughs> just like, like just the word no. <laughs> no yes. is calling. Do not answer. <laughs> is calling uh let's see uh here's one from lolly this is about wardrobe mm -hmm. which i really appreciate this one because this one i can engage with more contacts i get so distracted but like wardrobe is a good one uh lolly says i try to do a wardrobe purge once a year i don't really buy new clothes so it's easy my husband has adhd so if he can't see an item at the front of the closet it no longer exists so it's helpful to take everything out every couple of months and move it or reorganize it to make it visible. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, my organizer, uh, when I got pregnant, I obviously, my, my body shape changed. And so I had my, I am now pregnant, going through this metamorphosis clothing. And then I had the clothing that from before that I didn't know if it was gonna fit again once I was through my metamorphosis. And it's just been this years of trying to figure out what am I going to look like later? I don't know. And I'm just now getting to the point where I can buy clothes again confidently, which is feels really great. Um, so my my organizer friend, Teresa, she just suggested I get like a tall bin that could sort of go up in the top of the closet. And whenever I come across clothes that don't make me feel good, I don't like wearing 
or don't fit me, I just chuck them up in there and then every once in a while she'll come and we'll take them all down and fold them up and go mm -hmm. uh, donate them. So that's been helpful for me because my one of my points with clothing is, yeah, I can take it out, but then it just sits in this pile over here. I never actually take it anywhere because I'm a lazy person. Mm -hmm. That's another mm -hmm. problem of mine. Guys, we're just gonna go through all my problems today. <laughs> Buckle up. Yep, yep. <laughs> Therapy today. Therapy today. But uh, it is important to purge. I mean, my answer to this question uh, on the wardrobe side and pretty much every side is every second of every day. If I see something that needs to get thrown away, I throw it away. I don't like I really try not to hang on to things. Now, digital things are different because they exist in a non-cluttering uh, space for me. Um, yeah. So. Tell that to the servers that are screaming in the background. Please, God, <laughs> I can't take any more pictures of cats. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll stop taking pictures of cats. Man, I didn't know it was bothering anybody. Uh, um, just random cats. Just, just trying to find random cats. Uh, yeah, so for me, it is it is more a battle of accidentally throwing away things that maybe I should have held on to than it yeah. is uh, finding a time to uh, purge the closet. Because my closet is, you know, seven shirts, and they all are this shirt. We're <laughs> like, still trying to convince him to add pants, but that's a... It's Listen, just seven, seven shirts. You gotta start anymore, somewhere. Right? <laughs> Michael says, I love, uh, I both love collecting and reusing things and throwing things away. LOL. So I purge regularly. A hoarder's mentality with a minimalist's actions. Oh, I need to write that down. <laughs> you know how some people like see words and they see sayings and like, that's what I wanna be. I wanna have a hoarder's mentality with a minimalist's actions. Let's go. I got to write that down. Otherwise, I'm going to forget it. And you know what I'm going to do with it? I'm going to say this piece of paper in all the paper that I am hoarding in this little <laughs> bin over. Guys, it's bad. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very, I have a lot. I, so at the yeah. end of the day, this I think this uh, makes uh, Michael a minimalist, right? Because you are what you do, not necessarily, uh, you know, what you think. So like if the if the mentality is I like collecting and reusing, that's fine. But if your actions are minimalist, then you're throwing stuff away. Um, so that's kind of what you end up, uh, you know, being at the end of the day. I've really enjoyed, uh, learning how to let things go, but it, it's a journey that I started, um, gosh, Aaron, how long ago was it? Like, was it just before Iris? I think it's been seven years since I decided don't collect anymore. Don't, don't take things just because you can mm -hmm. like really right. make sure that you have a purpose for it, even though that whatever is in great condition and it's solid wood and it's gonna last a lifetime, do you actually need that shelf? Because mm -hmm. if you don't need it, then you should let somebody else have Like I stopped the process of collecting things that I thought were valuable or whatever. Um, then it's just been learning how to let go. So it's it's been a very long journey. And for me, I had to have Teresa's help to sort of go into those spaces and, and sort of go, I can let half of these go and be mm -hmm. happy with the half that remains. <laughs> so, um, but I really, I, I there's something really nice about your space, just like opening up and feeling the, um, feeling the space. Now, this room for me is a representation of my collections and of my desire to hold on to things, and I, I like how this particular room behind me feels because it represents things. I, I love being able to reach over and grab this very odd turtle that I've had for a very, very long time. Like I just, that's important to me for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Sure. But then in the rest of the house or in my closet, I, I'm trying to really just have one thing on the counter. Like, can I get to where there's one thing on this counter 
mm-hmm. and and feel that um, space. It's really healthy. So yeah. <gasps> yep. Medina says my contact list is only twenty people, and it's great. <gasps> Jealous much, Danae? That's insane. Okay, that's amazing. But see, don't you have a version of that? Like, oh my god! Do you not? Do you not do favorites in your contacts? I mean, I have favorites, and there's right. six of them, and that's it. Right. So those are always at the top anyway, even if you needed to look in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like if I, but realizing that when I was looking for someone and I was going through everything, I couldn't remember her name. It took me a few days, but I remembered her name. I have 1,500 contacts in my my little app here. Um, All right, let me see. Just open I think up I'm your, around the. I think I'm around the same. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that to be impressive. I'm saying that <laughs> I'm saying that as a comparison. Um, I have just not been letting go. Every phone I've had, the contacts just keep building up, and I'm just like, hold, you know, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Why do I need this person's contact information that I wrote down? And it says the name of this contact is guy that sells insurance. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. Like I should probably just delete that uh, one. <laughs> 724. Okay. Oh. So yeah, uh, got half as many as you do. JCD says that reminds me that I need to purge my desk of clutter. That's a big one for me too is I, I um, and Aaron's watched my my process, my creative process. I, I, I spread out and then I go down and I spread out and then I mm-hmm. go down. So it's it's a wave, constant wave, but I try to make sure that my space is usable. Yeah. Um, Lolly says, I'm a child of two hoarders. Oh my God. Wow. That's a lot. Okay. Um, I have hoarder instincts, but also a lot of hangups about how much clutter I grew up with. Yeah. But I'm also one, an environmentalist and two, cheap. <laughs> so I taught myself to fix stuff instead of buying new. That's incredible. I love that. There's there's also a, a piece of this that we haven't talked about that's you know a fairly obvious piece, which is a lot of this is impacted by uh, your privilege and your ability to purchase new things, right? Like so yeah. there are people who grew up in poverty that will be hoarders, not because of some sort of mental issue, but because they that is how they learned to survive was to keep everything, reuse everything. Generationally, you'll see, you know, a oh, yeah. a real shift in how people approach what to keep, what to throw away. Um, yep. So yeah, my grand, my on uh, my um, my dad's side, his parents were uh, lived through the Great Depression, and how they kept things was very survivalist mentality. Like they would reuse things. Um, like Castroff says, I have found that the benefit of hoarding is that I can occasionally use certain things for what I like to call improvisational home repair. This is kind of what they would do. Like they'd have a really, they would, they just everything that they could keep they kept because they could reuse it somehow later, um, which I- I'm starting to do with uh, with certain things in my life as well. I just think it's important to be aware of how you are. I think if you start to disengage completely with how you collect or, or have things and then how you get rid of them, just be really engaged in that, I think, or be aware of how it's healthy for you and the people around you or the world around you, however kind of your mentality is, for me, when it comes to digital stuff, there's just this mindlessness to it. Like I have thousands and thousands of pictures and I'm like, I don't go back and look at them. I need to engage with this instead of just creating something. But contacts for me, that's that's one I hadn't even thought about the project. Can you imagine a project of clearing out all these contacts? <laughs> 
Like no, it would take me a day. No, I don't have I think a day. You, you know? know, I think you just delete them all and then Oof. you start over. I think I don't I don't think that's something where you could go through and because you're going to immediately you're going to come across well you know i know this person maybe i want to contact this person three years from now do i even know this is their actual number okay i need to text them hey is this your number yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's a huge thing did i say 1200 it's now changed to 1500 i think my phone no you said 1500 you said 1500 christmas Uh, somebody else was saying 1200 for theirs uh craft was saying that they have 1200 real monkey says i never like throwing out nuts bolts screws and bits of wood Generally, if you need stuff like that, you can't wait to go buy it. Hmm? I was at a garage. Oh, gosh. I was at a garage sale a few weeks ago and they had a pail of nails. It's just a nail pail. This person had been collecting nails for a very long time and they just had it sitting out to to sell it if anyone wants it. And I literally had to stop myself from buying a pail of nails <laughs> because I'm like, oh, that's helpful. Like, look at all those nails. They're very, very affordable and they could just sit there in my garage and should I ever need a nail, I'll have a pail full of full of them. And I'm like, what, when do I ever pick up a hammer? Who doesn't need a nail pail? Everyone should have a nail pail. Everyone should have a nail pail. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this is a big one. Uh, Steven says, I just purged my fridge yesterday. Now it's only half full. Uh, I have blown people's mind with our fridge because we, be- we like, I am so diligent about leftovers that if they're, like, I know when they go in, if they're there for six days, they're gone. Like, stuff does not stay in there. And we only buy what we need. So you look in our fridge and it's just like a cavern with, you know, a gallon of milk and our groceries for the week like that's that's it that's all that's in there maybe a stick of butter you know (laughs) uh i won't tell you whose refrigerator i was looking through the other day but i was looking through a refrigerator the other day and i i i just was like um i'm gonna make some decisions for you and then i'm gonna take the garbage out (laughs) like like, just Fridges are too big. They're too big. I'm pulling it all out. Nobody needs that much space to keep stuff cold. When you had like a full house of four children eating, you didn't need space. We needed that space with four kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, I think you're right. When it's two people and there's like a 75 inch, (laughs) you know, I went to go look at refrigerators recently. Mm hmm. Because I was like, I would like to have an upgraded refrigerator, but they come out so they're so deep, right? Mm-hmm. It would yes. t- it would take up half of my walk space to get into my kitchen to get a new mm-hmm. refrigerator. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah. wait, I want a cool big refrigerator. No, I don't. I don't want a cool big refrigerator. We don't need it. We anyway, just don't need anyway, it. we just don't need it. Well, and it. that's the thing about any right. Okay, so this this goes along with our topic. You might think we're off topic, but we're not. When you have space, we begin to fill that space. Yes. When you have phones that just have endlessness in here, yes. you fill them. It used to be Rolodexes. Listen, when we had Rolodexes back in the day, <laughs> as soon as that little flippy flippy thing was full, you didn't, you either got a new Rolodex, you're like, well, I don't need this person anymore. Mm-hmm. And you could like pull them out and like chuck people in the bin and it was great. Now it's just this endlessness. It's like when you get a a, a new, like you get a house that has extra room in it. You're like, now I'm gonna have a guest room. And then all of a sudden it's not a guest room anymore. It's the everything room, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as people, just kind of like begin to go, oh, now that I have this, I can put something in it. And then we look for something to put in it rather than like grow with what we have or mm-hmm. purge down. So like for you, Aaron, yeah, it makes sense that you don't need a big refrigerator. Is it a nice refrigerator? Do you want to sell it to me and I can, then you can have my little mini fridge? Is that what you're saying? Sure. Okay. Uh, Castro uh, brings home the point, anyone can need more space if they organize badly enough. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh, that's true. 
Ooh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a great chat. Um, that's my topic. Does anyone have anything else that you want to uh I mean I'm back up in the chat a little bit because I think I missed some stuff earlier before we go on to your topic, Mr. Sure, check it out. See what's there. Um I wanted to address this. The doc says part of the reason why I'm overweight is part of this. The mentality of eat everything on your plate, kids in China, blah, blah, don't waste food and so on. Mm. Wasting food was a bad thing growing up. Definitely was raised the same way. The other part is I hate exercise. <laughs> well, that's not a part, you know, that's, you can deal with that part separately. However, right? <laughs> I do think that there is a waste not want not mentality that can go too far. I think we do need to learn that the 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 key to not wasting is in the purchasing process not in the don't throw it away process right it's in the gate it's the gatekeeping coming in not the gatekeeping going out and if you already purchased something like food or whatever you wasted it the moment you you purchased too much it's already been wasted there's nothing you can do about that so throw it away don't stuff it you know down your face like i do uh, or have done in the past, it's okay. Put it in the trash. It's already wasted. You know, it was the the decision to you know um, have too much. And I'm not saying that's like a like a moral you know conundrum. I'm just saying that it happened on the way in, not on the way out. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I um I got very stubborn about uh my parents saying if it's on your plate you eat it. So mm -hmm. much so that I sat at the table until I fell asleep because I was full and I didn't want anything. <laughs> So eventually they just gave me less, which was great. But uh -huh. my yeah. most people are raised with that you eat everything on your plate mentality. But when you go to restaurants, it's just so they much They put too food. much on your plate. They just I, put too much on your plate. I never, I, I always encourage my friends when they eat with me, just get something small because you're gonna have whatever I get. If if you, we, we do a lot of plate sharing because there's just no way for me to, to eat it all. Mm -hmm. And with Iris, she also doesn't eat a lot off of her plate. And um, I've had very, very specific conversations with those around her that are raised, uh, that are helping me raise her, obviously, that I don't ever want her to feel like until she eats everything on her plate, she can't do something because she can always we live in we live in a way where if she's hungry, she can come back to this later. It's not like we're leaving the mm -hmm. house and and we can't come back here and eat more. She can come back and eat more. So if she's more of a grazer. Uh, we just have to be careful that she knows the healthy things to graze. Like, Well, that's what I've seen for you is it's not about how much you eat, it's about what you eat. And, you yeah. know, like, yeah. which I think makes a lot of sense is, yeah, I know this sweet thing is going to taste really good, <laughs> but uh, for uh, for health reasons, you need to make sure you have protein. You need to make sure yeah. that you're you're it's, eating yeah. healthy stuff. And then that's mm -hmm. a treat. That's a treat you can have. But it's not it's not great fuel. You know, like learning about like how how you fuel your body is something we are just not taught well. Um, and that's you know that's a process we all kind of have to go through. Did anybody else just get really thirsty for water? Uh, <laughs> I should encourage everyone to take a quick water break. Oh my goodness. The, the lack <laughs> of hydration that people deal with and they don't even know, like, we, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. 
Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Uh, ready to move on to the eighth topic? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I, I'm really curious what yours is. Eighth topic. What's been your biggest technology fail? When has technology failed you? When have you failed technology? What is a big technology fail that you can remember uh, in your life? This uh, comes from the fact that I'm running the entire show off my laptop today uh, because I had a huge technology fail where, um, I don't know, maybe... I'm going to say a couple months ago. Do uh, you want to admit this? Do I want to sure? admit this? I, I think this is part of the beauty of our show. I think right, part right. of the beauty of the show is we come forward and we yeah. say, okay. we're humans. Right. We make mistakes. That's true. Uh, uh, it's possible that it's your mistake and maybe not. I don't know. Well, okay, go on. No, I'm sorry. Well, go on. I will frame the narrative I will frame it with will put some of the blame squarely on my shoulders. Um, so basically, a couple months ago, the computer that runs the studio that I that I run out of would not turn on one morning. It just was gone. Now, this is an older computer. Danae, this is a computer we used like back in the early days of shoot. Like we've been using this machine for a while, right? So, yeah. um, so much so that we don't even know really which one of us owns which pieces of this computer anymore. Like, it's just that old, like, you know, you would buy a piece of Ram, I would buy a sound car, you know, like we've just kind of pieced it together, mm -hmm. uh, through our, through, uh, working together. Aww, so it did not piecing together the studio, <laughs> so many memories. <laughs> I'm, glad those, I'm glad those seem like good memories. Uh, it's been long enough. <laughs> it's been long enough. So, so this computer going down is not a huge red flag in my brain. It's just, oh, oh this it's old. It's old. This computer died. So I bring our beast computer in here, uh, nicknamed Starkiller uh, by the person who put it together. Uh, because it was meant to really be able to handle big processes, uh, serving our media to our entire home and the, you know, um, the app remotely. Like it's it's designed to do heavy work. And so I brought it in here and it was working. And then last Friday night, I well, I will say Saturday morning, I woke up and it too had the same thing and was completely dead, would not turn on. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing... I think I have a faulty surge protector. I think both of these computers have been fried by electricity. Um, and yeah, so I took it in and the person was like, yep, uh, both of the power supplies have been completely fried. Uh, one of them, the RAM was fried. The other one, the primary drive was fried. Um, and so it was absolutely an electric surge and the surge protector uh, that I had been using here in the studio um, was not up to snuff. Uh, I just thought you could use any surge protector and it would be fine. And uh, I have since learned that there are things to look for uh, beyond just it plugs in and it says it's a surge protector. So anyways. <laughs> it also has uh, we promise on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. 
so so yeah so i lost two computers uh to the same issue I'm now realizing other little things that have happened to other things I've been using may have been because I plugged it into the surge protector. And it's just, it's a really frustrating thing of why did my brain go, oh, why did this power supply go out? Does that just happen with computers? Maybe, but let's find that out before I put, you know, this other more you know, expensive computer in here. So now I am running the board, the camera, everything through my laptop, which is not plugged into that surge protector, nor is anything else anymore. <laughs> um, so, but I am nervous. I'm still nervous because like, yeah. until I get a new surge protector, I'm just like, what does that mean? Do I have faulty ele like electric wiring? Like, is the electricity bad? Do I need to hire an electrician to come in here and like check the outlets? Like, I just, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's, it's it's been annoying so um so yeah that's that's my big technology fail that got me thinking like when are times in your life where it's like bad technology i hate technology uh when it has failed <laughs> oh you know this is a frustrating one and i'm i'm so thankful that in this show we just talk about frustrating things <laughs> it helps right it's processing what it helps is you processing process it yeah. like I... my computers can't do anymore they can't oh. do any processing it sucks so bad, especially because those are such expensive things. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for using your You're welcome. Your, <laughs> your new abilities. Uh-huh. Um, I hate technology and I love it at the same time. Probably mm -hmm. more on the love side. But a big one for me is this whole like connected home thing. Mm. We have we have a we have a nest. There's like sensors that sense temperature. Then we have uh, speakers. Then we have mesh. Mm -hmm. And we have a doorknob or doorbell thing. And then we have uh, cameras. And they're all supposed to work seamlessly. And mm -hmm. they don't. And, and they don't. And so that's, it's not like you just plug them in once. You have to constantly be interacting with them. And then you have different Google accounts. And so you're inviting different things. I, I have several google emails and so like which one has been invited to which thing it's just this it's a technological web of baloney that that helps me sometimes but it's also annoying in so many others and i i really feel like i would just be better to pay someone to come over and just be like can you make this make sense for me because as much as i want to do other neat like smart home things like tell the lights to do stuff or whatever mm -hmm. i'm yep. terrified to add another element where all these wi-fi things are talking to each other and i'm supposed to be their leader um but yeah. i'm not <laughs> you know <laughs> the, but the, i'm not the account is the big thing right because you know that that's the thing i learned really quickly is you just have to centralize around one uh in in your case most of your stuff is nest although not all of it is nest um, that you have to centralize around uh, one account. I, I genuinely believe, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I genuinely believe that will be part of just the future of home building. We'll have connected home stuff built in to your home, um, just like an AC unit or, you know, heating, cooling or whatever. Um, you'll have your connected home built in. But yeah, it can, it can get frustrating, especially the multiple account thing. Uh, can get frustrating, definitely. Yeah. So, so what are you going to do about it, Aaron? You I'll come over and help. Yeah, I'll come, come over and help. You come over and be my Google guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Basically, oh, you just that have can to be your jingle when you make a, co a company. 
I can be your Google guy. It's Aaron, the Google guy. You'll know he's coming by. He's the Google guy. Uh, let's see. Castro says, when I was a kid, I made a miniature windmill for a science fair. A little while later, I had the bright idea to hook the alligator clips of the motor to the plug of our homemade karaoke machine and plug it into it to use as a fan. The fuse blew and the motor caught fire. I learned more about electricity in that space of 15 seconds than I did over the entire project. <laughs> Nicely Oops. done, Castro. Nicely done. But also, that was kind of cool. You hook the alligator clip of the motor to the what? <laughs> to the karaoke machine. To the plug mm -hmm. of our homemade. Just skipping over how that even works. He, he says, Castro <laughs> says, I should say, it wasn't a homemade karaoke machine. It was a home karaoke machine. Oh, <laughs> I was like, tell us more about that. In my imagination, it was like a whole bunch of like used toilet paper rolls, like the the middle section for the mm -hmm. microphones, and yeah. yeah, yeah, I got very distracted by the homemade thing. Yup. Yeah, technology uh, is a is an I, I hate it and love it. Yeah. I can be your Google guy, baby. Oh, son's a hero. I can be your Google baby. That's not the right one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lolly says, "Hey." I'm gonna, can I ask a favor and I'm gonna ask live on air so you can't say no? Uh, yeah. I mean, wait. <laughs> I think she's accusing you of doing that to me about fixing your Google stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, but also he would just say no. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I would. I would absolutely just say no. He, he would unapologetically just say no. That is true. I do not have a problem saying no. Oh man, I I really stuff away. I really hate that for you though because technology stuff is like it, it's expensive. When it when it doesn't go well, it usually gets expensive, and that's frustrating. Oh, don't I know it? Oh, don't I know it? Uh, yeah, it is frustrating, and it's frustrating too because uh, you know, it's just like poor timing. Like it's the weirdest thing for me is just the timing on all these things seems so bad. Like I I had saved up some money for technology stuff, spent it on technology stuff, and then this happens and it's like, and now if I, I had known money. this was coming, like, I wouldn't have spent my money on the technology on stuff. Other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's no bueno. Yeah. It's sure. very, very bad. I'm sorry. Especially, hey. but you know what? If you've just saved everybody the surge protector thing, like we are all looking at surge protectors in a different way now. And you should. You really should. Uh, I'm looking at uh, ones that are um, also battery packs, uh, battery backups, because basically what that does then is it really controls the power voltage to your things. And then even if the power surges or goes down or you know, whatever, it just operates independently because it has its own battery. Um, so basically power could go out and anything plugged into it would still work for, you know, another half hour to an hour kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm doing the old school thing where my computer is plugged straight into the wall. I hope that works out for you. I really do. <laughs> Working better than yours so I, far. I know. I wish I had plugged it straight into the wall, possibly. I don't it's know. Scary. Is it the wall or is it the was it the faulty surge protector that did did it? So we don't know. We don't know. 
Uh, all right, let's do some you questions. Um, oh, I'm down for that. Let's do it. So this is where we come to you and say, hey, what do you want to ask us? Um, um, I'm going to answer my own question. I'm going to ask you a question, Aaron. How do you choose oh, okay. to buy a surge protector? Do you just go to the most expensive one? You're like, that must be it. <laughs> ask somebody who knows, uh, and then I will pass on uh, what I find out. Um, but well, yes. I know there's like all these websites that they review different top things, but mm -hmm. then... I just get really suspicious when every time I search something like best whatever option, mm -hmm. that website always has the top five best ones from 2022. And it's like, how do you have the top five of everything already? I don't understand. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, or it's not already. It's not like it's January or something. <laughs> it is July. It is but July. Yes. But it is definitely something they do for clicks is to make sure it says it's, you know, the current year or whatever, because they know people look, uh, look for that. But as we collect consumer more reports, consumer yeah, reports, yeah. there are there, there are places that are, you know, uh, well known for for really researching this stuff. Um, there are specifically electronics uh, places as well that that um, I can guide you to. Thanks. At some point. Um, as we collect more of your you questions, again, you can ask us anything. I'm going to uh, mention this from Michael. Being able to unapologetically say no is really good. I need to get better at that myself. Man, there's a power in the word no. But the crazy part of it is it brings up so, for me, it brings up so many other unexpected things. Like when I was learning how to say no to things, I had to fight the great monster of obligation. I really had to mm -hmm. just wrestle with that for so long. Like, why do I feel obligated to say yes? Because yeah. you feel like you're a bad person if you say no, because it becomes a moral judgment. It's like, right? it's like I could say yes and put myself out and make you feel better. And then when you do that a lot, there is this like gratification of knowing that you've helped someone. But then when you have nothing left for yourself and no one around that's willing to give back to you, you realize that there's some things you should start saying no to <laughs> and it's a it's a journey so yeah i, I totally agree it's a it's a really important journey to, for me i think you have to separate the idea of selfishness and selflessness from the idea of meeting other people's needs because those are two separate things when somebody comes to you and wants you to do something or wants to use you let's be clear wants to use you for something that's not a moral judgment i'm just saying that's when we ask somebody to do something we're asking to use them for mm -hmm. a purpose right that is jobs different. don't count you get paid for that okay. <laughs> jobs do count even do, though you get paid for you've that you've made an agreement i'm i'm gonna let Con you use me for resources right, and yes. you pay me this correct yeah, yeah contractual mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a difference between the idea of your own personal um idea of what it means to be selfless or selfish and the idea of actually answering a question of uh am i going to be used for this thing like that's those those are separate moral things to struggle with um they are certainly connected they certainly tie into each other but i think separating those for me has allowed me to look at a request and go okay what is on the face of this request what is being you know asked of me does it make sense um and if it doesn't say no and that doesn't make me feel like a selfish person it just means this doesn't make sense for uh my greater health and being and and what i do and so yeah. yeah and then you have to face how people respond to that and some people want you to qualify your no and that's an interesting thing to go through because job right, aside, yeah. a job aside if you say no and the person comes back and starts like fighting for it 
it's like what's their motivation here like in my mind if if i said no i don't want to i would like for the people around me to be like oh okay <laughs> and not like i really really want you to do this and then if they really are pushing i have to go okay what's their motivation is it because they love me and care about me and this is something i should spend more time thinking about and maybe i shouldn't say no to it uh and you it's it's such a psychological it's such a weird thing no is a powerful experience anyway <laughs> so i'm glad you brought that up anyway yeah. okay yeah on to some you questions sure let's do it um uh we already answered this one what type of internet you have so let's we don't talk have about to for another 20 minutes let's talk okay. about uh, okay. yeah let's just go go on <laughs> for longer about that uh, Steven asks, uh, do you have a favorite author or book series aside from Jeremy Scott? Uh-huh, I do. Um, I've talked about it before. I won't spend too much time, but it's Guy Gavriel K is one of my favorite authors. Uh, his last name is K, K-A-Y, Guy Gavriel K. Um, he is a high fantasy author, so um, his world building is very intricate and uh, very intelligent. Um, and really intense at times. Uh, and I just, there's a certain sense that, uh, there's a certain experience I had reading his trilogy called the Fionnivar Tapestry that I had only really experienced while reading Lord of the Rings. Um, there's just, sometimes you'll read an author and you can just feel their passion for writing. And Guy is one of them. His, he's just very juicy. He's really good. So that's mine. I don't read a ton. Uh, I do like Crichton stuff. Um, but that was back when I used to read more. Uh, so I don't have a great answer to this, Stephen. So I apologize. No worries. We forgive. Here's one Thanks. for you, Aaron. Okay. Uh, Kashif asks, Better Call Saul is ending in a few weeks. Are you guys into that show? What have you been watching lately? Uh, the Better Call Saul answer is easy for me. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's possibly the best show on television. Uh, it is incredible, the artistry that is in that show and the storytelling. Um so I'm super excited uh, to see how they close it off, uh, where we end up. Um, I, I was doubtful that they would be able to pull off what they've pulled off, uh, which is creating a, an engaging prequel series that makes sense on its own and is somehow still beautifully tied to the source material, which is Breaking Bad. So yeah, Better Call Saul is great. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Vince Gilligan I... is a genius. <laughs> I haven't watched it, uh, not not surprisingly. Most of my content these days are children's shows that I am trying to make sure are appropriate for Iris and having conversations with her like, okay, we watched that one together. I don't like it and I don't want you to watch it. And then she's like, well, why? And I'm, I'm like, because all the children talk like this and I can't stand it. And she'll laugh. Um, so that's me. Uh, I <laughs> don't recommend watching um, Cry Babies on Netflix. It is horrible, in my opinion, by the way. Uh, but I'm also Good. watching Miss Marvel right now, and I highly recommend that one. It's yes. um, it's really really interesting to to be immersed through Marvel. Like I think Marvel's doing a very very good job of opening up the conversation and presenting a character that is fully immersed in mm -hmm. a culture I am unfamiliar with. And I feel like I feel like they're doing a respectable job of it. But um, uh, I'm also enjoying like the the approach to the storytelling because the main character is in high school, so she's still very young. And so to find somebody who can act, like the the uh, Kamala Khan, who's the the main um, character in the show, the, the person, I should just look up her name. Do you know her name off the top of your head, Aaron? Nope. I would have to look uh, it up. Iman Vellani, maybe? 
let's say her name is Yvonne Villani. This is her first thing to do. And she's fascinating to watch. Uh, she responds to an adult character recent, like in the episode that I just watched episode three. And I mean, I've watched all the way up to five, but I was watching episode three and she responds to someone by being like, where out? What? And she kind of juts her head out. It's so mm -hmm. teenager. Um, she's just nailing this character and it's really, really fun to watch. Uh, but also the way that they interplay a lot of the technology, like when she's texting, it pops up on the world. They're, they're really doing some fun, creative uh, drawing in the world. I, it's hard to explain, but like when she's talking to a friend and texting, she's like laying on her bed and the shot is from overhead and part of the comforter becomes part of the conversation. So it doesn't really distract from the beauty of her laying on her bed. It just invites you into what she's actually going through. Mm. Or I think maybe in episode one or episode two, she's chatting with her friend Bruno about not being able to go out and have fun. And the lights from the, um, uh, the, the Mart store, the, like the quick Mart store or whatever, uh, become part of their conversation. It's just really brilliant how they're doing it. I would, yep. I would highly recommend it. Agree. Also, Stranger Things is is uh, great. Latest season was absolutely amazing. Uh, here's one from JCD who says, "Do you prefer in person meeting interviews over Zoom ones?" I have an interview next Wednesday in Missouri. I need to see if I can get on Zoom. Uh, get over Zoom because my cousin's having a baby. Um, her dad, my uncle, is going to be down there, so I need to be close to home in case my dad needs help on the farm. Ooh, okay. So the original question is, do you prefer in-person meetings um, over interviews and Zoom meetings? I, I go ahead. I, I think it's in-person meetings or interviews or over Zoom. Zoom ones. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like, which do you prefer, meeting in uh, in person or over Zoom for like an interview or a meeting? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I mean, say in person in every person, time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anything currently beats in person. The technology may exist a few years from now, but currently there's just, there's no replacing the ability to really uh, meet face to face. Yeah, I think that, you know, for me, turning on my camera in this space is, isn't is a, a big deal because I broadcast from here and I've got like a setup, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, and so there's a way for me to feel like if I was to try to have a, a, a way of showing my personality or how I communicate that it might be I could potentially do that very well from this space. But if I was going to be interviewing for something um, in person for me is a way to show all of myself it through body language and, and engaging in conversation. And there's just nothing that beats the in-person, you know, chatter. And there's just an energy that you can't really feel the same over distance. Um, and then of course, video over phone, phone over text uh, and, email over text. Yeah. Text is the final. Uh, text is the worst. Yep. But it's the easiest. It's the easiest, but it's the worst. Yep. Uh, here's one from, from Michael who asks, what's the thing that you do to recharge your metaphorical battery? I'm finding that mine is anime and Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like watching TV. Uh, I like chilling. I like uh, popping open a Sagrada Daily Challenge. And um, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's a game that I play on my phone. Just in case you don't know that. It's a, it's a board game that Danae introduced me to that I really, really like. It's logic and strategy. Shout and, out to my aunt for introducing it to me first. Um, and so, yeah, playing that Daily Challenge usually takes me like 
15, 20 minutes. And it's a nice kind of like I, I get to activate a part of my brain, but it's just a focus kind of thing. So it's almost in some ways meditation, which, you know, that's that's uh, that's an interesting thing. So, yeah. Speaking of which, take some time to meditate. Take some time just to be down and just be there with your thoughts and, you know. Down? Yeah. Why, why can't you meditate up somewhere? <laughs> I'm just curious. Sure. Is sure. it supposed to be down? Yes. Like yeah. downward dog? Are you meditating in downward dog? I'm saying take some time, <laughs> some downtime. Have you heard the phrase oh, downtime? downtime. <laughs> ah, uh, uh, yes, of course. Of course, I've, of course I've heard of this downtime. Of so, course yeah. I have. Yeah, I think all those things can be good. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's definitely, um, my, my weekly one is role play, uh, becoming a different character. So very similar to Dungeons and Dragons, but right now my outlet has been the wild RP, um, online Red Dead Redemption 2 server, the private server wild RP. Um, in fact, I plan on streaming as a character tomorrow. Uh, and you can see in my VODs on Twitch, if you hop over to Twitch, um, you can kind of see what that looks like or, uh, on YouTube as well. So th that's a good outlet for me because I can kind of just play inside of a character for a little bit. Um, and that gives me a boost for, you know, the week. That's kind of my my outlet. But the one that really hits me deeply is any time that I can. This is going to sound really selfish and it is uh, anytime I can walk away from all of my responsibilities and turn off my phone and just exist as myself in a healthy way away from everyone. <laughs> so um, I was able to lay in a hammock yesterday and not have anyone talk to me for about three minutes. And I felt like a brand new person afterwards. There you go. Um, so I, I was reminded that I think I probably need to just take some time to just be like, you know, on the weekends um, or whenever I can healthily do that, where I know Iris is well taken care of and everyone else that helps to do all the things that we need to do as a family to continue forward is if everybody else is safe and okay. Um, if I can have a moment just to myself, yeah. <laughs> not even in my house, like I'm, I don't need, I don't need to go take a long bath. I need to get in my Jeep and just drive somewhere and just have some alone time, which probably would be in the sphere of meditation, probably um, just some intentional alone time. There's something really powerful about being like, okay, this is me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not me, then I can't do all the things that I do. So, yeah, it just had that reminder yesterday. So I was glad that came up. Good question. Very good question. Oh, Medina asks, if your past self from 20 years ago saw you now, what would they think? 20 years ago. Okay. 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 I think uh, I would be very excited. Um, I think that there's, I, I think knowing that I have uh, my own space in my house, in this house, like if my, if myself. 20 years ago saw me doing what I'm doing right this second, I think that there would be a level of excitement. Um, just that I would have a reason to, to talk to people. I've, I always wanted to have uh, like a, a radio show or a, at the time there was no podcasting, but like a podcast type of a thing where I got to talk to people and, and do exactly what I'm doing now. So I think that I would be very, very excited to see that there's a way to do that in the future, which is cool to be able to say, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how arrogant it makes me sound, but yeah, I think my twenty-year-old uh, ago version would be absolutely thrilled. Um, he'd just be like, "You get paid to do what now?" 
<laughs> like, I'd be like, yeah, that's 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 where we're at. I, I mean, wasn't thinking so about being paid. I was just thinking your, about you get kids, to do it. <laughs> your your kids turned out great, sweet. Because uh, thank 20, God. I mean, twenty years ago, we we had two kids uh, on our way to four, um, but they were very young. Uh, so yeah, just to to jump ahead like that, I think uh, yeah, I think he'd be pretty pretty happy. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I like that question. That was a nice little reflection moment. Reflection mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. Um, one from Lolly. This will be our last one, I think. Last time you had to publicly admit a mistake. Currently, Lolly is thinking of a husband in urgent care yesterday having to admit, I think my arm is broken. I, uh, I fell off a skateboard. Yes. Yes, I am 35. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, um, for me, it was about 15 minutes ago, uh, when I admitted that it took me two computers dying uh, to actually check into an electrical problem. So, yeah. Oh man. I, I don't have a problem publicly admitting mistakes. That's never been my no, issue. No, me either. That's actually part of what I have tried to challenge myself to be very bold with and brave with is talking about my failures because <clears throat> growing up inside of certain cultures, you know, uh, for me, it was very much, you know, a very steep Christian culture, whether purposeful or not, the vibe is if you make a mistake, you're in, in damnation, right? So talking about mistakes was not something that was often done. It was more pointing out other people's mistakes so that yours looked far less <laughs> far less right and and so i in turn was very attracted to people who readily admitted their mess ups and were able to talk through them i was fascinated by that ability and so even in the content that i would listen to listening to strong females who would talk about like body function or uh mistakes, just fearlessly being themselves just fascinated me. And I wanted to be like that because it helped me not be so afraid of just being a human being that messes up. And so I realized that because I appreciated that so much, I really wanted it to be something that I could kind of like foundationally stand on. And then when I became a mom uh, recently, I've known I wanted to pattern to her that I I'm not the the parent that knows everything I'm going to mess up. So I would say that for me yesterday, uh, Iris and I revisited a mistake I had made and talked about it again. And she was able to talk about how she still hurts because of it. Now the mistake was letting her pet a puppy. So it wasn't like a big deal in a lot of ways, but it really impacted her in a negative way. And then we just talked through it again and it was in front of my parents. And I, it was a really, for me, poignant moment of, you know, my mom and dad watching how I'm parenting my child, uh, me hoping that they are approving of how I'm so honest, you know, with her about that stuff. And I just said I was sorry again. I just let her know that I was still really sorry for putting her through that. And then she once again, after we talked about it, she said that she still is glad that she got to pet the puppy, even though we didn't get to buy the puppy. And that was my mistake was let was putting her into a situation uh, where she was surrounded by adorable golden doodle puppies that she couldn't actually take home with her and have and and <laughs> she had to really face some strong emotion that day and i just didn't think ahead about 
the ramifications of asking a five a five year old to process that she can't take a puppy home. Mm-hmm. It turned into a really big thing, and um, it took a long time for us to work through the emotions of it. But uh, I still think that I probably could have handled that whole bit a little bit better. <laughs> but I yeah. also admit really really big mistakes sometimes too. Uh, and there's a real power in saying I'm I'm messed up. So yeah. I, I agree. In fact, I've talked on this show about how that power has led to me admitting mistakes that aren't mine. You know, there's you, ah, yeah. once once you find the beauty of um, the idea of asking for grace and asking for forgiveness for things you've done wrong, um, at least in my life, uh, you know, I it, there became a search for that, you know. And so anytime there was a disagreement with anybody I loved, uh, I owned it because, uh, you know, that was the not only the right thing to do, but the beautiful thing to do. And there's a much better and healthier version of admitting your mistakes when they're actually your mistakes and when you're when you're being honest um, uh, about your role. So mm-hmm. it can go both yeah. ways. It definitely can go both ways. And and the idea is just to to try to live a life of humility and honesty, right? The the idea of um, you know, I'm not I'm not beyond messing up. Um, is is really really important yep it's scary it's all scary because whether you admit that you think that you're at fault or not uh when it comes to there's publicly to those that are around you and live life and then there's publicly on the next level where you're like saying something out loud to an audience of of people who are going to hopefully understand the intention of your words and understand your heart but there's just no there's no way to guarantee that once something leaves that tweet or leaves that post or whatever, and or, or leaves your lips and, and becomes something audio permanent on a podcast that it's not going to hit wrong at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And so there also is like just understanding that sometimes you apologize for not realizing how something came across too. Mm-hmm. And those sure. happen regularly it, when you're in the public eye, I feel. Um, so sure. good question. Good question. I think it's a, it's a good, it's a good thing. Uh, being, being able to admit when you're wrong. And also I just had a recent thing too that's really interesting uh, where I was involved in an, uh, an uncomfortable conversation that definitely felt like it needed to have an apology at some point in time. But what I said was, I I don't know what I'm sorry for yet, but I know that I'm obviously a part of this conversation. I just, mm-hmm. I want it, I want us to be okay. I want everything to be okay, but I'm I don't have an answer for what my part in this is yet. So just know that I'm gonna, try to work it out and do what I can to be a good person. But I'm, I'm not apologizing because I genuinely don't know what I'd be apologizing for because I'm standing behind what I'm saying right now. Um, and I'm trying to do the thing where I'm like, well, I'm sorry that's hitting you the wrong way, or I'm sorry what I'm saying is hurting your feelings. I don't want to say those things because they seem patronizing to mm-hmm. me. Sure. Um, sure. So anyhow, uh, that's been a new development of mine where rather than stay quiet, I'm actually saying, uh, I'm not quite sure what I need to to say here, but I'll come back to it if I can figure it out. And that seems to be at least a self-awareness level of, I know I've got a role here, but I'm standing behind what I'm saying and I mm-hmm. don't, and even, or standing behind my actions at this point, um, recognizing that it's not what you want me to do. And that's hard, It's that's hard too. Um, but it's, it's easier than being like, I'm sorry for doing something that I don't know what I'm doing. That to me seems more mindless and I don't, I don't want to do that if I can help it. But Hey, listen, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm just a person. (laughs) I 
We're I all just no trying our best. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, do you know what you're doing for your uh, Twitch raid oh, today? Oh, yes. Is it time for the Twitch raiding? I believe okay. it is. Uh, while she's doing that, thank you again so much for hanging out with us on Mondays. Uh, we really do love chatting with you guys. Um, you guys are the absolute best, and it's it's so fun uh, to know that we have this time uh, with you on Monday mornings. Um, Today, uh, since I'm going to be doing some wild RP tomorrow i'm gonna send you today to someone so that you can kind of get a peep into that world i know some of you are very familiar with it some of you aren't familiar with it but just watch for a little bit because um friendly chick plays a character called angel and angel is a train conductor in this world and the really cool thing about it is right now she's actually doing a train run so you get to see some of the beautiful scenery of this game it's one of the most amazing things about uh, Red Dead Redemption Online for me and the Wild RP server is it's just beautiful uh, scenery. And so I'm going to send you to a train ride so you can watch it for a little bit. Say hi to Friendly Chick um, and I will try to join you in there for just a minute. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching every Monday and Sunday. All right. See you on the next Monday or Sunday. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.